what do we want to talk about now? Yeah, why don't we just start straight out of the gate before we forget with the audio clip? Oh, okay. Uh, what is this song? I assume this is a song. Okay, okay, okay. That I had to choose. All right. What did you? Why did you choose it? Can I get a little backstory, or do you want to save the backstory for after? I'll save the backstory for after. Okay. Burn like hillsides on fire in the squall of the ringside choir. High as a wire. Nearly drive Danny's nose back into his brain. All the cheap seats go insane. Okay. Uh, Who is that, Dale? Oh, God. Is that... Oh, my God. What dumb indie band is that? Um. Okay, is it Postal Service? It's not the Postal Service, Damn. Dale. I will give you two more guesses. Okay, is it the Limousines? It's not the Limousines. Darn. Would you like the year, Dale? Sure. All right, let me, uh, let me pull it up real quick. The year is... Uh, 2015. Oh boy. Okay. Neighbors, the neighborhood. Is what, that your final guess, I think Dale? That is my final guess. So is that like the band name? Is it Neighbors or Neighborhood? Dale, you're gonna hate yourself a little bit. Are you oh, ready? Oh God. Hold on. Wait. 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 No. 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 Not my final guess. Not my final guess. Um. Is it? Oh no. What's the one that does Soul Meets Body? <laughs> is it that band? I don't know what that is, Dale. Oh, I'll be honest no, with you. I'm no help here. I'm it's not the... your lifeline. You're looking for Dale. <laughs> Let me look up the. Let me look up the song. I'm so the I guy standing the at the back of the boat, holding it... the like red and white. <laughs> is it Death uh, Cab for Cutie? It's not Dale. Is that your final that, uh, that guess? I'm going to take final. that as your final guess. That's my final guess. And Dale. I'm going to get you to guess it by asking you some questions. All right. Okay. Dale, what are some of your favorite bands? Uh, some of my favorite bands. Bjork. She's an artist, not a band, Dale. Blink one eighty two. Keep going. Glory Hammer. More indie, Dale. Uh, I mean, not, not more indie than Glory Hammer. I've never heard of them. Glory so. Hammer is an epic uh, fantasy power metal band. More, more indie than Blink one eighty two. Uh, well, okay. Well, <laughs> Blink one eighty two wasn't. Indie in any way, shape, or form. Older than Blink-182 as Older well. Older than Blink-182. Okay, that's that's tough. I, I don't even know, man. Honestly. It's I like the most Dale know. band I can think of. Is is it is it They Might Be Giants? No, you introduce them. them to me. No. Oh, wait. Fuck. Is it the Mountain Goats? It's the Mountain Goats, oh, Dale. Oh, God. You're right. Okay. I that's haven't listened from... to the Mountain Goats in like a long time. From their one of their newer albums, yeah, they're kind yeah, of on the street goth, now, Dale. Goth or whatever. They're, they're they've released two really good albums. Their most recent albums mm-hmm. called "Beat the Champ" and "Goths," and that oh, one yeah. was off "Beat the Champ." And I haven't listened to "Beat the Champs." I only listened to a little bit of "Goths." So, do you know the backstory of "Beat the Champ," Dale? Not even remotely. What's the backstory it's, of "Beat the Champ"? It's all about professional wrestling. Interesting. Or more accurately, semi-professional wrestling, i.e. Mickey Rourke's The Wrestler. Right, right. And how it's essentially like a human meat farm business (laughs) where you go and sell your body and your body gets abused for a couple hours and then you get paid a very measly amount of money. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. So it's, yeah, it's very interesting. uh, It's a very interesting psychological profile of a you know profession that yeah is intriguing to me okay and then their more recent album goths is also fantastic yeah i've only listened a little I, bit of it it's uh, definitely not bad i told you dale i told you i had a secret weapon against uh, you because i yeah. had a gut feeling that you would not listen to either well of their most recent it doesn't albums. help that i don't listen to music <laughs> exactly that was my that was my secret weapon is uh, using Dale's own tastes against him. Yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> honestly, you got to 
on the bands that I listen to, I more than likely only know they're like top three or four songs. Because I, Chris, all right, let me put it in perspective, okay? I downloaded the Disaster Artist audiobook Tuesday morning at about 8 a.m., we'll say. And I finished that audiobook, which is about 12 hours long, today at roughly 1 a.m. So. I I don't listen to music ever, which I'm I'm trying to rectify honestly. Uh, but I I guess my issue is is that I like to discover new music, but discovering kind of new music casually is difficult because I never like like what Spotify or Pandora throws at me. I don't like oh. any of those things. Honestly, if you if you haven't tried it, I I use Spotify for my music and. To be honest, the thing I usually I hate what Spotify has to offer me. Uh-huh. Like, I used to really dig like the weekly mix they would give you, but then every time I'd play the weekly mix, I would find myself skipping probably seventy five percent of it because I was like, "This is not." If a if a song doesn't get me in the first forty five seconds, it's like I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm, so I'm out. Here's here's my recommendation, Spotify wise. They have this thing called Daily Mix. Okay. Which is it's basically actually... a playlist. It's like weekly mix, but it also has a bunch of songs they know you like and listen to. Oh, okay. Which will be like the top three of, they'll have like, and they, they sort it out by genre. So it'll be like the top three of Blink 182. Sure. The Blanc, the top three of like some 4 one, you know. <laughs> Those will probably be in the same playlist. Probably my, throw some like streetlight manifesto. I don't know those uh, the genres. Rising, Chris. Widely different. The hair would, would stand probably on the back fall of in the same one. Oh uh, yeah, they're they're both pop punk. The issue okay. is right is that I don't want to listen to pop punk anymore. Like, right, like that's a big thing. I don't want pop punk. I don't. If they're suggesting me new pop punk bands, I'm going to skip them because I hate right. pop punk. I do. But, but usually what it'll be is it'll be like different genres. So like for yeah. mine, I'll like I'll open mine up, it'll be like here's your indie rock, you know, channel, here's your like folk rock channel, here's your like rap channel, here's your metal channel. Sure. You know. Sure. So like it it's good for like discovering within established genres like that you would know you already like and listen to. I would check out Dale uh, for you, whichever one Bjork pops up under. Cause <laughs> I don't know what the, like Bjork is every genre. Uh, she is technically about, rock. Right? She is, she, if you have to register in a stringent thing, it's rock. She's, she's a multimedia artist tycoon. Dale, that's what she is. Dude, you I know? can't wait for her to like make a podcast. <laughs> Can we get her on here, Dale? Do you think we? Yeah, we... man, totally. That that's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We just got to adjust to Icelandic times. All of your like non-podcast time, free time, should be dedicated to getting Bjork on this podcast. And then I'll Dale, send. So I'll, we can ask I'll her send her packages. And no, I'll, I'll make. No, do you want to scare her away, Dale? Please don't. Uh, are we allowed to joke about that? Maybe we're not. Probably not. That's probably uh, some kind of misdemeanor. No, I just wait. Do you know about the 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 attempted Bjork murder? Do you not know about this, Chris? I don't know about that. Oh it, uh, man, it big deal. Oh, it's a big deal. Did it's, someone like mail her yes. anthrax oh, or something? Uh, I think I think it was. It was either anthrax or it was a bomb set to blow off. Um, yeah, or it was an the, anthrax bomb. Or an oh anthrax bomb. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it, he was the Bjork stalker. It was. It happened in, like, the 90s, 96, I guess. Um, oh, you made it sound like it was recent. No, 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 no. Well, like, Bjork isn't that recent. Um, so, How old was Bjork, actually? That makes me uh, wonder. Um, probably pretty old, like older. She was probably 20. Um, oh man, she's 51. She's very old. She was born in 1965. I never would have guessed that. That's why she's so, such a, an icon, Dale, is because she's, she's like the David Bowie. She's like David Bowie. She is David Bowie. You could say that she's like the female indie solo David Bowie. Well, I guess David Bowie was solo. Bowie 
I don't think she's going to. Dale, can I be honest with you? I don't what? think she's going to be the David Bowie of our generation. No, because David Bowie is the David Bowie of our generation. It's the next David generation. David Bowie is so fucking iconic, he stretches over like four to five Well, I mean, he, he died recently, and he was still doing things. But yeah, back oh my on God. track. Black, dude, Black Star was a great album, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like it was a good album. But we got to get back on track. Bjork Stalker, Ricardo Lopez. Um, Basically, over a nearly nine-month period, he made a video diary uh, in Hollywood, Florida. Not Hollywood, California. Um, He mused about Bjork and various other topics while making a letter bomb rigged with, that's what it was, sulfuric acid intended to disfigure the singer. On the 12th, he sent the package to uh, to her uh, London residence, uh, returned home, and filmed his suicide, his decomposing body, along with his video diary and handwritten oh. diary detailing his plot to kill Bjork. Were found by Florida police four days later. After viewing the tapes, they contacted a Scotland Yard who intercepted the package. And basically, the videos uh, claim that he is going to kill Bjork um along with himself so then that way they can be together forever in the afterlife you know like typical stalker stuff well thanks for starting us off on a light note dale Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you what do you want to talk about today um well we can either go with magic first or we can go with audiobook first either or hmm well i don't listen to audiobooks uh okay so maybe you should tell me why i should dale uh, have you ever uh, wanted to listen to a 12 hour long podcast about one specific thing? Of course I you do. Because you. <laughs> I mean, I mean I li- I'm subscribed to Hardcore History. Exactly. So, yes, you would like to listen to 12 hours because he does. He, his, his podcasts are basically audiobooks. So, basically. Uh, like, like. Yeah, so yeah, I think you would like audiobooks. Unfortunately, it is expensive, kind of, sort of. So when you sign up for uh, Audible, not using our referral code because we don't have one. Um, So don't sign up yet, folks. Wait. (laughs) Wait a little while longer. Um, You get a free book when you first sign up also. And then I believe, because it's like, it's $15 a month. So it's like, it is a subscription. Uh, and and every but every month though you get like an audible token that lets you just get a book for free right and so I got my free book which was the disaster artist which I'll talk about in a second and then I also had a free token that I used to get my thirty five dollar um history book that I have to read for my history class which is basically like socialism in in post reconstruction one hundred one. Way, mm-hmm. way more dry than the disaster artist. You, Dale, you were the one that introduced me to the room, I believe. I think I was. Yeah, probably. yeah. So, the room is uh, the <laughs> the Citizen Kane of bad movies, made by Tommy Wiseau, and he has his best friend George Greg, Greg, um, who plays Mark and Johnny plays. No, I'm sorry, Tommy. Wiseau plays John Johnny in the film The Room. You can see where it gets a little confusing, but Greg plays Mark, which is a lot less uh, hard to confuse. Anyways, so the disaster artist is written by Greg, and he kind of chronicles how he met and got to know Tommy, and then the making of The Room. Right. I am willing to bet a Craigslist ad was involved. At no, point. nope, not at all. This is in like <laughs> 2002, dude. This is before Craigslist. Well, I guess it's not before Craigslist. Uh, never mind. Um, no, uh, him and Tommy met in an acting class, and then years and years go by. So, so a, so let's just. I'm just gonna run down uh, really quickly for you, like the 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 memes of the room right so first of all tommy bought all of the equipment on his own and it was like million a million dollars worth of equipment he paid for the entire staff on his own and here's the thing he had to get two separate film crews because he shot the movie in film like 35 millimeter film and digitally okay so he had to pay for two different staffs 
And um, so one of the things I remember about the room is that everybody kept saying that, oh, yeah, the reason why it's so bad is that Tommy Wiseau thought he was such a good actor that he only ever did things in one take. That's not true at all. You know the uh, the line, I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Wanna know how many times that line, that scene took? Wanna know how many takes? 32 takes, Chris. 32 takes. Oh, my God. Yeah, he couldn't remember. And then when he did remember, he messed up his blocking, and he would stare straight into the camera, or he would be looking at his feet because he was unsure of himself and he was going to trip. Yeah. It took three hours or something like that. The the filming was absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> there and and so like there there's like always this note right of Tommy that he just has this just this mass amount of wealth, but nobody really knows how he has it exactly. Like none of the checks bounced or anything like that. So you you go into the disaster artist. Um, and you and you start learning about Tommy's life, and you expect this this just this buffoon to be just tripping through his life, and then suddenly, I guess, inherits a bunch of money. But he didn't. He's actually an immigrant. He's a French immigrant that came to San Francisco. Or first, he moved into he moved to his uncle's because he was a fucking communist refugee. <laughs> Um, I'm not joking. Like this is this is the only solid story that we have of the existence of Tommy Wiseau, and it's fascinating. He's a, he's a refugee from um oh I don't I guess it would be communist Russia. I don't remember exactly because I wasn't able to like take notes because I was listening to it. Uh, but he 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 hides in Paris. Um, and he gets like a, at a he 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 just he gets a job as a waiter dude he works at a restaurant and he learns french he gets polish, a fake yeah. he's, he's a polish polish refugee. yeah that's 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 probably more right but yeah so he's a polish refugee from communism and he goes to paris first and then he just he just dips he gets in touch with his uncle who is in new orleans and then he goes and lives in new orleans for a while decides that he wants to be a movie star and he's talking with some other artist friend that he had and he goes to san francisco to be a movie star he starts making money by selling um so he he partners with some guy like some you know like hole in the wall merchant and the guy makes him a deal saying okay i have a supplier for yo-yos and like go and sell them out on the pier and you can take a cut and then he, he puts tommy in contact with the distributor and the guy was like well fuck it i have money i'll just buy them myself and fuck this other guy and that's what he did and so he he started selling yo-yos and toy birds on the pier and apparently he was good at it so he bought more he got a job at a different restaurant by the way after so he went in asked to use the restroom the guy said no only paying customers and so he said okay can i get a job here then and the guy said no tommy went back and did this for like over a week and then finally, when he went in, the other busboy quit in the middle of a busy day. So the guy hired him and he ended up like buying a clothing store in, in the right district. And apparently he just ended up buying buildings. And oh that's my God, how he got Dale, his money. Is this the origin of being his favorite customer, Dale? No, no. But, um, okay. So, so, um, I'll, I'll get to that just as as this comes on just kind of ask me questions like that and i'll see if i can answer them okay. so so right so the guy ends up just buying buildings and he starts a fashion line that he sells off um uh like compromise not compromised uh faulty products basically levi oh, jeans God. he starts selling levi jeans that have like missing belt loops and stuff and he just becomes independently wealthy for years and he keeps trying to uh get into you know acting but he keeps failing uh, because he's he's weird he's very eccentric obviously and he you know and, and he has like a ridiculous accent so that that accent's real it's a combination i guess of a polish french accent and and he works really hard to try and get rid of it it's crazy this guy's life story and so i have a theory though that the reason like the way um 
so so like you think of Tommy Wiseau, you think of how the room was created. You you kind of you might understand Tommy Wiseau on kind of this surface level of he's kind of an idiot, really. You know, he's totally disillusioned about the world around him, and and at some point. I don't know, maybe, I don't know, like Trump's president, right? So fuck, dude, like my world has been just blown open about how people perceive themselves in the world around them. And Tommy Wiseau is only doing that more. So uh, I I don't know. He, he got into a really bad car accident. And then that was the final stint of him wanting to become an actor, which led him to meeting Greg and then eventually led to um, Greg ended up actually getting jobs and he was actually like a paid actor. He did one movie, uh, before the room and then obviously nothing after that. So, uh, Greg, um, you know, was getting, you know, offers and yada, 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 but they kept going through. But Tommy was like, saw him as competition, went to LA and, and then tried to do it again. But, you know, obviously it didn't happen. And so Tommy said, fuck Hollywood. I'm just going to make my own movie because I, what else am I supposed to do? Apparently, Tommy was married. Okay, so this kind of comes into, like, the room, right? Tommy got married, right? And the girl cheated on him after they got married. So, like, there, there's so much to learn and about how the room is really just, like, a, a self filating diary of of Tommy Wiseau and how he perceives the world around him. It's it's fascinating once you learn about this. So um the uh the you're my favorite customer scene was actually shot in San Francisco. They shot most of the stuff on sets in LA um until then they went to San Francisco to do different like to shoot specifically San Francisco scenes with San Francisco skylines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that, um, the, Oh, hi doggy line. That's not Tommy Wiseau acting. There was a dog there that he didn't realize was there. And so he just said, Oh, hi doggy. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh dude. You, uh, there's, there's so much to talk about in this book. If you are a fan of, Tommy Wiseau, if you're a fan of The Room, if you're a fan of film, I would highly recommend getting this book. There is just, it's so interesting. And like, um, so, oh God, I don't know. What, what, do you have any questions about The Room and how it might relate to Tommy Wiseau's life, I guess, before um, we switch <laughs> topics? Well, first of all, did, did the, did, I want to know if the, uh, if the drug dealer scene is based off of Tommy Wiseau's life. No, that was Tommy's <laughs> attempt to make it more dramatic. And um, oh. this was the scene that was shot on the roof, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I haven't seen, I actually haven't seen the room in a while. You I haven't... wanted to. Huh? Okay. Well, hold on. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I almost, I cut, I think I cut you off there at the end. No, no, no. I, it was seen. You What's just up? haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a while. I've seen right, it once right, right. in high school, and I like keep meaning to watch it again. But I just like I'm like what? I really don't want to watch The Room again. Like I'm gonna be honest. As much as I do love that film, it's it's difficult to sit through even once. So um so okay so Chris R right um that guy the actor was actually having a lot of fun. He wasn't really a pro actor. He just kind of took on the job for funsies and what he would do to stay in character when, it, when they were going through his scenes, but he wasn't like needed. Um, cocaine. No, 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 no. <laughs> he would, uh, he would walk around like in the background, just swear at himself like the entire time. He would just, he would just say things really angrily. Um, and, uh, and so they actually filmed that scene originally in like out the, an alleyway and, and I'm not joking. Right. So Tommy was saying, no, we need to film it on the roof set because it's going to be more dramatic and we're going to throw his gun off of off of the side of the, the building and everybody was like no it's not going to work like we can't do that because there's no way cuz they didn't really like obviously they didn't film it on a roof they filled it in a parking lot it was just a set so there's no possible way to have it fall off of it and make it convincing at all um 
And so while Tommy and Greg were, were kind of like awkwardly wrestling, trying to get the gun out of his hand, they were really bad at it evidently until Greg like grabbed Tommy and basically stopped call. He said like literally stop being such a pansy. Um, there's, there's a bunch of just fascinating things about this. Uh, oh, the film crew had no idea about the sex scenes. <laughs> Um, or the suicide scenes because Tommy didn't give anybody a full script. Only him and Greg had a full script. Yeah. So that was a whole thing. Oh, and also just like, by the way, Tommy is obsessed with how his butt looks. So that's why he's naked. He says that his ass is going to be the thing that sells the movie. Makes sense. Yeah. I I, I can't say I, I... I'm not impressed with his butt, Dale. Oh yeah, he's also just like he works out like all the time, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. He's very yeah. self-conscious about his body image. It's it's such an it's just such a weird, I don't know, character character study. Is that the right one? I don't think it is. What's the right term I'm looking for? Um, like person study, psychological case. No, character study is the right 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 for turn a phrase if you will yeah but um oh man it's it's you you can tell what you're getting into when the credits roll because it's written directed yeah produced starring like every major you know filming role is filled by tommy wiseau yeah yeah no, basically everything. He's the executive producer and all that good stuff. Oh, I think somebody, something to mention is that originally um, Greg, the guy that was playing Mark, um, didn't want to be in it at all, obviously, for a great number of reasons. So he was just going to help Tommy out during the process, you know, just because he was his friend. Like, they were legitimately friends. Tommy owned... Um, a, an apartment in LA that was hardly ever used that Gray, Greg lived at for a while for like $200 which this was in the 90s so that's still like ridiculously cheap for a Hollywood apartment um, and uh, and so like he Tommy like wrote the part of Mark for Greg but Greg kept saying no so they then started filming or they they uh, they, they got a, a different guy at auditions. His name was Don and Tommy basically told Greg, hey, I want you like it was like the day before they were started. They were going to first start shooting right the first rehearsal right the day before the rehearsal. Tommy um, basically bribes Greg with some amount of money that's never actually even said, but it's a ridiculous amount more than likely, and that Tommy's going to buy Greg a new car if he takes the role. And But Tommy didn't want to fire Don, so what they were going to do was is film Greg on their 35mm film and then Don on the digital and delete it later. <laughs> like, there's just... There's an insane amount of shit that happened. So many other like main characters were fired. Uh, the girl that plays Johnny's uh, fiance, I guess it would be, that cheats on him, was originally the fiance's friend, but then the fiance quit when Don um, got fired. Basically, it's uh, mm. oh god, it's insane. And December, when was here? Uh, December. What's the release date on? On so Disaster Artist is coming out. I think it's December first. Um, yeah, December first, twenty seventeen. So go to that. That's the film that James Franco and Seth Rogen are doing. So go and do that. Go and watch it. It it's fantastic. There's and just an insane amount of just weird things that happen during this film and like other like bad films have weird things that happen too but not like the room honestly not like the room it it's oh god it's it's emotionally draining this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'd highly recommend it everybody just either listen to the audiobook or or listen or watch the movie or read the audiobook if you're into reading even though it's 2017 
I I am into reading though, Dale. I prefer books over audiobooks. And I was thinking about why earlier when you were talking about audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I I have the perfect example, Dale. Yeah. I have listened to you know God knows how many 99 PIs, right? Sure. And I initially started listening to that podcast because I was like, wow, I want to listen to this and have a lot of fun facts, you know, and and have a lot of, like, neat, learn a lot of neat stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I can remember individual lines of some of my favorite books. I can't remember individual lines of some of my favorite 99 PI episodes. And I think because, like, with books, you know, you can, like, the way I read, at least, is I'm a terrible reader, and I'm terribly slow, so I'll, like, read a passage, and then, like, not, like, not not understand, but feel like I basically skipped over half of the passage and go back and reread it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it sticks in my mind so much better than audio can, you know? Because you just get the one chance with audio to hear it or not hear it, basically. And you can rewind it, but do you ever, Dale, do you ever wind back a podcast? Yes, sometimes. But you're also sometimes, you're, but not you're talking often. to a a not normal person when it comes to audio. That's fair. You know, like anything. And to be fair, sometimes I will too, especially with like some of my favorites, like Hello Internet, if I miss a bit. If someone else was talking to me or whatever, I'll wind it back, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, like, most of the time, for most podcasts, I, I'm just like, oh, whatever. It's, you know, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But you get that rereadability with books and, and that physicalness. And that's also why I like vinyl records, too, Dale, because you, you have something physical. You you know? Sure, yeah. No, definitely, man. Vinyl records. Yeah. Why? But, okay. I just picked up Operation Doomsday, and it's fucking dope. Uh, <laughs> buddy. What do you want to talk about this week, my, my man? We're gonna talk about magic. Ooh. Uh, I got the the new commander pre-constructed deck, uh, the Ur Dragon one. Yep. And I fucking love it. it I, the, all of these so decks were great. Many, there's so much EDH fodder in there. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I want to specifically talk about one card that's in this deck, Dale. Ramos. Ramos, the dragon engine man. Yep. I feel like he could honestly be used for almost any kind of deck you want to run him in, essentially. Uh, I think literally the only deck that you shouldn't have him be in is a single colored deck. Yeah, basically, that's about the only stipulation. Because yeah. I was thinking about it, I've been like, you know, in my downtime when I just have to do menial labor, like my job often entails me to do. I've just been thinking about like, could I run a Rama? Like, I wouldn't want to because this just isn't the kind of player I am. But could you run like a blue black Ramos, just straight Ramos control? And then Ramos himself is your win target where you just hit him in the face after you um, clear their field. Yes. And there get Ramos big. And it, it's he's you he can do so much. He can be your win condition in a mm-hmm. control deck. He can just be, you know, a cog in a win condition. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can you never don't have a use for big creatures, you know, like yeah, no, also I think we should actually read what this guy does. So for the non-magic yes. people, yes. I don't care. <laughs> you you subscribe to this podcast for a reason. And it's probably not Magic the Gathering. And unfortunately, I no longer have a Magic the Gathering podcast to plug if you want more magic content. Go somewhere else. Come back here. No, come back here next week, and we'll probably be talking about magic at possibly, some point again. Possibly. So Ramus, the dragon because, engine, is a six-mana legendary artifact creature. Stop talking over me, Chris. He's a I'm dragon. Sorry. He's from the newest Commander 2017 set. There's four decks. Um, each one of them revolves around a tribe. There's dragons, of course. There's cats. There's wizards. And then there's... Oh, God, I forgot the other one. Uh, 
Vampires. Vampires, duh. Okay, the most forgettable, except actually not, because that deck is, they're all really good. So what I was considering does, vampires. If I wasn't going dry, if I didn't see the dragons deck, I would have gone vampires. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. It's it, there's there's a lot of cool cards. I don't know. I don't want to dedicate a whole shelf. We could we could dedicate quite a few different shows just to magic. But Ramos is like, I I do agree. I think Ramos is kind of one of the more standout cards and his versatility because whatever what what he is is he's an artifact, but he has flying. He's a four four. So like that's kind of good. So, but whenever he says, whenever you cast a spell, you like cast a spell done, put a plus one, plus one counter on Ramos dragon engine for each of that spells colors. So I guess you can kind of sort of do a monocolored deck, but you're getting the best out of, you know, once you're in the two three or three color ranges. Um, so he gets, and then it says remove five plus one, plus one counters from Ramos. And then you add 10 mana to your mana pool two of each of the five colors and unfortunately you can only activate this ability once each turn so that's on your turn and the rest of your opponent's turns there are some cool things you can do but like ramos is he's just good like that's all he's just good you know i think you can put him into like a concentrated three color deck and you're doing fine but he has the ability to be in all five colors because of the color identity rule, which, again, if you're unfamiliar with, go to a different podcast. <laughs> he has what you know what I love about him, Dale? He has the full range of Magic the Gathering EG, EDH decks in terms of cheesiness. Yeah. Because you can run. A door to nothingness with Ew, him yes. so perfectly. Oh, or yes. you could just run the most try hard control. You never get to let anything hit the battlefield under your opponent's control. And then you just get out Ramos and swing and kill. Yeah, and you just turn like, him sideways. And be cancer. You pretty uh, much you pretty much will like once you once you get up to five plus one plus one counters on him, you'll always have mana up for a counter spell, like no mm-hmm. matter what. There is, you know, like there, there, there's great things. There's great things to do with this deck. I do enjoy this deck a lot. I'm just, I'm really unhappy because so these are selling ridiculously well and they have some other ridiculous cards in them. So like I was saying, the cat deck, it has this card called, oh, I forgot the Planeswalker's name, but it's um somebody's saving grace or whatever. So it's three and a, a white. Johnny's. No, it's not a Johnny. It's Probably. a different guy. Oh. So it's three and a white and Teferi. It's Teferi's oh, save, okay. Teferi's protection. So it's a three and a white or it might be two and a white. Pretty sure it's three and a white. So it, it basically is a counter spell in white. But what it does is, is it makes all of, so so it, it makes all of your permanence phase out, which is an old, old, old magic term that has not been used in a long, long time. Are you even familiar with what phasing is, Chris? I am. In fact, okay. I just saw a blue dragon uh, yeah. that has phase out. For the uninitiated, phasing is very different. Because essentially, you when something phases out, you treat the card as if it no longer exists. It is just no longer there. It's not in a different zone. It's not going anywhere. But it cannot be. It it cannot be as that philosophical quandary is just For it. You. Dota players out there think puck or shadow demon. <laughs> even 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 more so almost um but uh but yeah so so basically it phases everything out and i believe your life total can't change and so that's like the two big ones so like no matter and it's an instant obviously so no matter what you're like what's going on to you that card saves you even you know it if somebody tries to, to board wipe you, everything's fine. If somebody tries to KO you with a big damage spell, you're still fine. 
Like it, it's awesome. Like that card right now is uh, hitting like the thirty dollar range, and it's in the cat deck. And the cat deck is unfortunately the card that I want, the deck, the next deck that I want because it does really good Voltron strategies. Um, there's a there's a guy in there where he gets a he 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 enters the battlefield, he gets his own equipment, and then that equipment can auto attach to anything uh, along with any other equipment that enters the battlefield afterwards. Once that other equipment's on the field. Anyways, um, and, and at first I wasn't worried because usually only local card shops will raise their deck prices up according to the actual prices of all the cards in there. And usually big box stores don't. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to be able to just run into Walmart and pick up the cat deck for $35. Easy peasy. Big box stores are upping their prices now because Wizards is telling them to. So that's. I don't know. I find that interesting because that doesn't happen very often. Maybe that's just me. It's probably just me. It's just you. Uh, <laughs> douche. Confirmed for just you. Um Dale What's up? What um what kind of what kind of uh, audio listening devices do you prefer, Dale? Oh, uh, we we're gonna talk about that. Is that gonna be a thing? Is that it? Uh, do we? Uh, yeah, do you want we can. In the show? Is that what you're uh, saying? No, that's no? fine. That's fine. I just I don't know. I'm I'm not a big audiophile, honestly. For as much as I probably should be. Well, okay. I it's not necessarily about being an audiophile. Yeah. All right. It's it's sometimes it's just preferences physical preferences uh in some cases like not wanting to have your ears violated every time you want to listen to a podcast or some music yeah but in-ear headphones are the best headphones because they're not going to fall out of your ears okay i can't do earbuds if one falls out of your ear dale fucking put it back in yeah dude but every five minutes it gets a little bothersome doesn't it (laughs) Then you get some better earbuds. I've tried. Oh, I have tried, Chris. Ever wow. since I got my first iPod when I was eight years old, I have tried. The only things that work for me are big over-the-ear headphones, such as mm-hmm. the Steel Series that I use for podcasting and general desktop things, and I, I, I earbuds only in ear. The ones that, yeah, sure, they might violate your ear a little bit, but they're they're the only thing that I can use. They they comfortably mute out the rest of the world around me, right? That's another issue. Yeah, and that might be an issue for some, but that that's fine. Um, I'll I'll understand that one. But uh, yeah, and and I um I am only wireless. I go wired. Yeah. See, um, only thing for me wired wise are things connected to my desktop actually i hate wireless things connected to a desktop because i don't want them to die and also that's also why i hate most wireless bluetooth things is that they die really easily so unfortunately i have to pay a premium on my things that i don't want to die on me so i had to buy beats headphones because they have a 12 hour battery life (laughs) <laughs> and it's awesome honestly honestly okay the 12 hour battery life is so worth it everybody keeps saying like oh but they'll just die on me bluetooth headphones only last like four hours it's like well first of all you're probably not charging them because i highly doubt anybody else in the world unless they have an insane commute right like are actually bothered by four hour battery life like, would you say that you would listen, do you listen to four hours of audio a day with the, with your headphones? Like, would that be an impedance on you? I don't think so. I think I could probably, could probably deal with it. I think yeah. it'd just be like, um, see the bother there is it'd be like, um, it, it, it it's the bother Dale isn't people being annoyed by four hours. It's really people being annoyed by their own laziness and then forgetting to charge it and like when you go to grab your bluetooth headphones and you're like oh fuck i didn't charge them yep and it's like five minutes before you go to work you know and your commute to work kind of thing is like an hour like that's that's the real complaint so it's nice to have that cushion 
like with my Fitbit, it lasts like 20, not even 24 hours, like, or more than 24 hours. I think it's like 48 hours before I have to recharge it pretty much. Yeah. So I get lazy and like I charge it like once every other day, but there's occasionally that kind of gray middle zone where it's like, oh, you forgot to charge it. So your shit's dead now, you know, like it, it. Even with that, I'm like, I wish this was slightly longer. You know, like it, it's that's just the way batteries I, are. Deal. Some I guess, people, yeah. Some people, um, some people want will always want more, Dale. I guess. Well, like even me, I, I forgot to charge my headphones today. Um, usually, what my method is, and it's a horrible method. So that's why I don't blame. Like I blame myself. I'm not saying that this is a bad thing and i oh i should i should just get wired headphones um there's there's a really there's like a long reason why i also i go wireless and it's because of my phone case but uh um like oh no i had to go an hour during work not having my headphones going until i got home ah the catastrophe you know it is a catastrophe, Dale. It was. It was upsetting. But I, I finished my audiobook, so I was actually fine. Honestly, when I finished my audiobook, I was like, oh, man, I don't know what to listen to next. It, uh, should I get another audiobook? <laughs> so another thing for me is, is that I work construction. So when I was doing wired headphones, the wire got in the way all the time. So that's also why I switched to wireless. And on top of that, I use life-proof cases, um, again, because I work construction and I don't want to worry about my phone ever. Uh, also, might also use, like, these hefty cases because mine has a battery pack on it because I, you know, use Bluetooth headphones, so my battery drains a lot faster than usual. Um, yeah, that's my that's my big issue with, bigger than anything else with Bluetooth headphones is up until very recently... My old phone could just not use them because it would be battery suicide, yeah. basically. The S8's a little bit better, but to be honest, without a battery pack, even still, like just my regular usage without Bluetooth headphones, there's times while I get home and it'll be around like 20% after leaving with a full charge. So, you know, like I I can, I can install a battery saver and probably, you know, extend that quite a bit more um, or like just, just, you know, optimize it. But but with blue, like no matter what, with Bluetooth headphones, there's going to be a massive increase in in drain. You yeah, know? but I also feel like that just like I noticed when um back before I was using just normal earbuds, the battery drain was a lot worse on my higher quality headphones than my lower quality ones. Like, so I don't know. I feel like that battery thing is always going to be an issue the higher you go with your headphones. So maybe that's just me. I don't know. Which is um, why I use cheap five to ten dollar earbuds. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I so them every two months, basically. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. And I've had the Beats actually for a pretty long time now. I've had them for about six. No, I might have had them for a year actually. At this point, I had I got their like Beats Power Three or whatever they were. Um, mm-hmm. and so they're kind of like the more sportier things. So they had the little ear dongle that like goes over your ear um, to hold them in place even better. Cause they're pretty hefty. They don't um, they're, they're not just like easily just a little thing that goes in your ear. They're like a, a, a big thing that kind of latches onto your ear. Those mm-hmm. broke immediately. Uh, but that's because I sleep listening to things. So often I would be rolling around with my headphones underneath me. So that's not a knock yeah. on, on beats as, as many of the knocks go. And I didn't want to buy beats. The issue was is that I would have had to wait a really long time on Amazon for them to ship me any other kind of headphone that had a big battery life. These were just convenient. And once that they break, is, uh... I plan on going back to my spares that I have, which are cheap, horrible things that only have six hours of battery life, which is not even a full work day for me. And then I will be ordering something probably cheaper with the same battery life and I'll be much happier. I no longer have to have this dumb little bee dangling around my neck and it makes me look like a tool when I go to the gym. That is, uh, that reason is why my, I had to retire my ATH M30X's Dale. Mm. Because I, I would like, I would basically like throw a show on as I was falling asleep and like lay on my left side 
and then the left earphone just gave out and yeah. stopped giving audio. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I can only imagine why. But yeah, uh, I um. But that, yeah, no, I I tried like playing my phone on speaker, but then I'd be uncomfortable mm. about being it too loud. I have found um, that's what I do now. Yeah, I found Bluetooth like sleep headphones where it's basically a headband with little uh-huh. things that go over your ear and they're like $60 and like once every other month I look at my Amazon wish list and I see them there I just think to myself like god today's just not the day because I feel like that's that's admitting to something I don't know what it's admitting to buying a headphone specifically for you to sleep in but it's definitely admitting to something that I don't want to admit to yet see the route I've gone Dale is whenever I want to listen to a podcast while falling asleep or audio while falling asleep I will turn it on I will set it to the volume I find comfortable, and then I will set it like two notches below that. Because if I want to listen to it, I basically have to like strain to listen to it, and I I essentially almost frustrate myself to sleep. Because I will hear bits and pieces of it, and it's weird. It almost feels like I am like starting myself off into a waking dream. Like, you ever have that moment in a dream where you, like, just hear, like, bits and pieces of audio? Yeah, I guess so. That, that's that's sometimes what it feels like, and hmm. uh, it surprisingly works a lot of the time. Yeah, all right. So, sleep sleep yeah. tips. I personally, uh, if I have to get, like, a really good night of sleep, um, I actually I use an app that uh, essentially just, like, locks down my phone from playing anything it, it doesn't let me play music or, or anything like that uh so that that's kind of nice for for things mm. but uh other than that i'm a horrible sleeper uh whenever i need to get a good night's sleep dale i will uh i will um Turn tie on. off find a good vein and inject some morphine that's and it fair. just puts me right yeah. Right into bed. I typically know, listen just... to someone coherent. <laughs> no, no, not actually. Um, <laughs> no, like I, I, like the thing is, is like it's proven. You have to like. There's a lot of ways to trick your brain into falling asleep, and it's like what CGP Gray is. It's with most activities, you have to treat your brain not like it. It's this sophisticated, advanced you know, mechanized learning machine. You have to treat it like a dog brain. You have to lead it to bed and go, okay, this is only, this is the only place where we sleep. You don't get tired anywhere else. You don't fall asleep anywhere else. When you get in bed, you fall asleep. This is what you do, brain, do it, you know, and you have to trick your brain with goodies and you trick your brain with, you know, like not having any screens you know, a set a number of hours so before for me. going to sleep, you know, not having any like beverages even before going to sleep yeah. other than like water, yeah. not even really going into the room you sleep in until it's time to go to sleep. Like these are all like just pretty much straight up proven to, to like help you get a better night's sleep. Yeah. And of course I'm, I I know you Dale and I know me and both of us don't do any of those. (laughs) No. Although to be fair for a short while I did, I used to charge my phone on the Mm -hmm. other side of the room. So I would basically like let my phone almost die until I went to bed and, and then it would be fine. I'd set my alarm. And then when my alarm would go off, I had to physically get up, and go and turn it off. And now I'm like, ah, oh, dang it. I tricked myself into standing. So now mm-hmm. I'm up, I guess. And it was great until I got a girlfriend. <laughs> so I That's, had, and it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the bane of my sleep because <laughs> gee, my, sleeps my, uh, so easily. for a long time was because I, I work nights and I come home so late and I was just like, there were points where I was just, you know, very consistently staying up until 7am yeah. and I just had enough of it. So my trick was essentially like I would just cut like not touch my computer as soon as I came like at all when I came home from Uh work 
Because if I, as soon as I did, you just like fall in a hole and like you yeah. look up and it's like, oh, four hours are gone. You know, yeah. like where did those go? <laughs> straight to so, EU4. Yeah, you straight. Fuck off, Dale. <laughs> uh, straight to YouTube, straight to Reddit, straight to the typical, you know, time wasting sites. So what I what I did is I essentially locked myself out of all of the most convenient ways to waste time. And I, you know, limited myself to just my phone and just what was in the living room. So I, I could play magic with myself, which I haven't done at all up until very recently. And mm -hmm. it's only because I had no one to help me play test that dragon deck when I first got it. Oh, rip. And I, I just got fed up and played against myself. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, that's uh, fair. But, um, but I, I, it was really helpful because, you know, all I could do is Chromecast videos. And, you know, like, at least for me, like, I, I can binge watch a lot of YouTube, but especially for, I don't know what it is. I just find, like, I can just sink into a computer desk much easier than I can, like, a couch and, like, a TV, you know? Yeah. It's probably the exact opposite for a lot of people, you know? Um, but... I find that I just don't waste nearly as much time on YouTube when I'm like just Chromecasting it onto the TV rather than sitting on the, you know, sitting at a desk watching videos, you know, and it, it that that segregation of activity, it really does impact your sleep, I think, you know. Yeah, that's not any time in your room at all until you like go to bed, I think can make a world of difference if anyone out there has not tried that the like most basic like the most basic first step you can do is that i think yeah yeah no that that's totally fair um like yeah i, I don't know what else there is really to it um other than just I, I i don't know actually go to sleep i feel like a lot of people are like oh man i get so i get so many bad i get bad sleep I just don't get it. Why do I, I just never sleep well? And it's like, well, um, you play video games until 3 a.m. And then you browse your phone. And then you try to go to sleep right afterwards. And, and you have no time to kind of like turn off. And I think you know, that's I something to you work know, on. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, Dale, who procrastinates on everything, including sleep. I can't speak Psh. for everyone out there. But do you not know the core reason why a lot of people do that? Why? I don't know. Because when you fucking, like, when you have nothing to do but uh, lay there in yeah. bed, yeah, all of your anxieties and worries and all of the horrible shit you don't want to think about that you don't give yourself time to think about during the day come rushing out of the darkness. That's fair. You're like, yo. Yo, you gotta think about you have nothing you, else to do. You, you remember that one time in the now, fourth grade? We got you. Yep. Like that's what it that's what it is, Dale. That's why that's why like probably half the people you talk to, you know, are like, ah, oh, I guys, don't, you know, I never get a good night. These guys sleep. gotta learn to meditate. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, well, I mean that's you know, that's some like mindfulness. a common problem in just I, I almost want to go broad and say the Western world, but I'll, I'll just stick uh, to America. Yeah, yeah. Gets to millennials. I want to say millennials. If we want to go real you, you broad. You think baby boomers are yeah. big on meditation, Dale? Uh, no, I just don't think they ever <laughs> had this time where, like, where it, it. I find myself, I catch myself doing this all the time, and I'm really trying not to, where I'm like, man, I don't get a lot of Instagram likes. <laughs> I'll look at like I'll look at like a friend of mine that I met and, and like and they're they're like still in high school and, and 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 you know they just like post pictures of themselves because their friend like has a nice camera so they do like dumb modeling things and like they'll hit like a hundred and thirty likes in like three hours and I'm just like fuck oh god I'm never gonna hit those numbers because I'm a Jesus. I'm of just all people yeah to give a shit about e-peens i know good I know, lord i would I never expect it, you Dale. i know how I don't let it how out i never let it out because i <laughs> like brick in the bedrock of my personal nihilism <laughs> is finding out very early on in my age of the internet 
how many sites there are that have these useless, meaningless scoring point systems. Oh, I know, I know. Trust that, me. Like, and it, you well, know, here, hold it's, on, it's, hold it's on, literally hold on. a popularity contest. I realize. Hold on, no, 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 Chris, shut up. People shut could up. probably extrapolate oh, that God. to like, oh well, Donald Trump just won the ultimate most meaningless popularity contest, didn't he? He yes. won all of the meaningless, useless points, didn't yes. he? And that's fair. Uh, but I still think all social media likes and no, and and I and I know they are. Power. The issue is is that I want the podcasting thing to like hurry up and happen, right? The issue is yeah. is that your podcast doesn't get big until you consistently do it every week. You constantly improve on it, and you constantly are putting it out for two years. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, Dale, I understand what you're saying. I get it, but yeah, I just want to ask impatient. you. All right. What's up? That's what every podcast has done to get big, correct? Uh, yeah. Am yeah, I right basically. in saying that? Yeah, basically. Or has it's, any podcast yeah. tried doing the exact opposite no. and going with the most under the radar nihilistic approach to social media and you know to to web presence? Nope. To instagram to internet points to yep. downloads listeners can we be that dale can no, we, we be we, we literally cannot be chris we li but... like no it's just that's not how the world works that's not how human psychology works you there there is there it, it is literally it, it's impossible to try to make a big thing without telling people like, You're right. I don't know. You're right. That's the paradox of underground yeah. rap, Dale. You're exactly. So right. right? There, here's the thing, right? So according to hipsters out there, the 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 band is better for uh, the like uh, the the less amount of people that have heard of them. So it's inverse, okay? And and I and I almost want to write like a blog post to uh, to to kind of name this this weird phenomenon because it's a flaw in logic, Chris, all right? So the the best things are things that nobody has heard of. So that means there is a band out there that literally nobody knows about including the band members that apparently <laughs> is the best band that has ever existed. All right, so that that's the issue. And so it it I I'm not I don't look at the Instagram likes and the Twitter followers for uh, nobody likes me, right? I don't look at it like that. Nowadays, it's I look at it like, ah, crap. I'm not reaching anybody. My word is not getting out there. My my podcast my my website, my stream is not doing anything, and I need to figure out how to fix that. And it's hard to fix that because I don't want to. <laughs> that that's what yeah. it's about. I guess what I'm trying to say though is like it's it's almost like the field of dreams approach. Sure. If you don't give any shits at all ever they will come that's what i that's no, what i want to believe not, that's Dale. Not, it's not how it works man <laughs> it's not like, like there it's literally impossible there is literally I, I, there okay let me i think i can prove again, it with Dale. math i can get here okay i can get no there. you can't can no you literally can't all right there if is we there go is... so far in the opposite, like so far in the direction of nihilism, where like we just so, don't care, then we might as so well much. not record the show. It'll loop back around no. people being so impressed and going like, "Wow, man, these guys these guys really talk on Google Hangouts for an hour and a half." Oh, wow, man. right, man, <laughs> Chris, that's enough, Dale. We need to use it, it as your program that no one else uses. No, but, we're not going to like vent. Preeminent voice, uh, no. Voice over IP. No, I like Google Hangouts. It's simple and it doesn't lag. So Steam no. chat. Can no. we use Steam chat? God no. I hate I hate Steam chat. I hate that. I hate I hate Steam chat so much, my man. Why don't we load into PUBG and we'll use the voice over <laughs> IP? <laughs> that uh, way. that'd be a good podcast. It would be a PUBG. We'd have to call it battle logs we just would. based on tradition, we would have obviously. To call it battle logs. No. So I I 
I I don't. I I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I gotta I gotta get all these likes on Instagram because it's just a it's just a dopamine button and it makes me feel that people love me. I'm like, no, it's it just means I'm doing a bad job at marketing if I'm not getting likes. That's all. <laughs> that's what it's about. <laughs> that's that's it. It's a it's about I'm like, ah, damn it, I gotta I got to post to Facebook more often. I got to find a way to encourage people to share my shows that I do, right? And and the shows that I want to do are going to be really, like, non-shareable because they're going to be limited-run series. <laughs> so. Maybe I just get all my dopamine uh, from things and not people, Dale. Maybe that's my problem. Yeah, maybe. Uh, God, I are we good? Can we start? Can we start plugging the other things? Um, now I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> this hasn't been a very happy or fun podcast. We no, talked about magic fine. a little bit, but that just made us angrier. If anything, no, not at all. I love magic. I, I think it did. I don't know, Chris. Where can people you... find you? Uh, nowhere, because <laughs> I am a hermit of the internet. I'm like the Unabomber who doesn't bomb anything oh, and is God, dude. We don't want to be on peaceful a list. in every way. So really, I guess I'm not like the Unabomber at You're all. Nothing. You're just um, a guy. <laughs> all right, yeah, that was a bad comparison. Horrible. So, yeah, comparison. nowhere is the answer. Yeah, where where can they find you? Okay, I have all my social medias are, are Dale and his beard. We actually haven't been like plugging these at all. The website, the 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 network is Broken FM. We do have one other show, and it's called Jay Blackheart's Tavern. Uh, the guy does really cool interviews. He does a lot of gaming things. The most recent one was a interview with a lead artistic designer of Blizzard. So I'd highly recommend that. It was the first two episodes that he did. It's like a th almost a three hour long interview. So it's it's really good listening. Uh, honestly like almost inspiring in a way so i would highly recommend doing that yeah uh, we're gonna get bumpers eventually so by the end of these shows i'm only gonna say thanks broken fm for hosting my show even though i own and created broken fm but it's the thing that you gotta do uh go and check out Can all I make the a shows. bumper too? uh yeah sure what's yeah yeah no we actually that's that's something we're gonna talk about after right after we're done recording no, I mean, uh, like, right now. Can I make a bumper oh, right now, Dale? Sure. No. 